From the Ingle Studio, this is Cherokee Football Friday. Get the inside scoop on all the games. And welcome to another edition of Cherokee Football Friday. I'm Keith Ippolito with the BG Ad Group. He's Griffin Callahan, sports writer at the Cherokee Tribune Ledger. Griffin, how are you, man? Appreciate you hopping on with me. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm doing well. Doing well. It was a fun week. You know, we had we had a team make it here to round two in the playoffs and, and some more exciting playoff games to talk about. Yeah, seems like it. Let's get into last week's games. Sequoia, dominant performance, real impressive win over Alpharetta. You know, what stood out for you in this game? Yeah, I mean, this really was just an impressive game all around for Sequoia. You know, coming out and, and round one of the playoffs and just really manhandling Alpharetta from the opening snap. It wasn't really close, and, and Sequoia set the tone on the first drive as it blocked a punt, and then Brett and Darling ran it in for a 7-0 lead before the offense even stepped onto the field. So you know, they they limited the run. They played solid on the back end defensively. It was it was just a really well-rounded performance from a team that looks like it belongs here at this time of year. And just a, a phenomenal game from Ian Mariah, who stole the show with three touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving, and even one throwing on a reverse play. It was it yeah, no, he he did it, and he did it defensively too. With the only him. thing he didn't do is get special teams touchdown, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the only thing. <laughs> he uh, he did it defensively too, with with multiple sacks, and it stalled some drives for Alpharetta, and and we knew. This was going to be a big year for him as a junior, but I don't know if anyone really expected him to make this kind of jump and, and change the game on both sides like he has done here this season. For Sequoia, it's the first time they've made it past the first round since 2018, so it's it's an exciting time to follow this team. Yeah, absolutely. Seems like it. Seems like they could be destined for big things in the future. Next on the list, Blessed Trinity won over Creekview. They won 24-10. to What did you see in this lo- in this loss for Creekview? Yeah, Creekview fought to the end here, you know, back in the playoffs against a really good Bus Trinity team. Bus Trinity kept it, you know, keyed on stopping Creekview's run, and unfortunately, it worked for the Grizzlies, who had just 63 rushing yards, which is a little uncharacteristic for this team, which ran for over 2,000 yards this season. Creekview took an early 3-0 lead, set up by you know, long passes from Austin Guest to his receivers, Michael Roach and Jackson Stanley, but they settled for a 20-yard field goal in the red zone there, and you know, the offense kind of stalled out there and the Grizzlies defense was great though, especially in the first half where they held the Titans to just five first downs, but Blessed Trinity was able to, to take a 14 to three lead still before halftime. You know, Creekview scored on a on a 40 yard flea flicker where Stanley threw a 40 yard touchdown pass to Roach, but they they couldn't ultimately keep up on the road and it was their season comes to an end. All right. Next on my list is Roswell. They put up fifty one points against River Ridge. What happened here, man? God, what, no defense at all, it seems. <laughs> and I, I, Roswell finished this game with 515 yards of offense, and it, it really changed when they scored 23 unanswered in the second quarter to, to put themselves in prime position to to make round two. And it was a really good team and a challenging matchup for River Ridge, which has lost a lot of key players on its defense this year. Um, I, know, I know Brandon Burdett missed time. He was their leading tackler from last year. And in this game, you know, Roswell went up 14-0 quick, but Camden Cox for River Ridge, you know, took some momentum back with an 80-yard touchdown run. And after the defense forced a punt, you know, the Knights tied it up with the Spectres five-yard pass to Cox. So those those two are working early. And Cox really had a great game. He finished with 131 rushing yards on 21 carries. And Roswell's offense just would not be limited, though. You know, running 80 yards for a touchdown in its next possession, and it was really just off from there. But River Ridge, you know, they're they're a young team, and outside of some older playmakers, guys like Andrew Hand, who who actually just got offered a, a PWO spot at Kennesaw State, you know, this team will be back. You know, that doesn't make this one hurt any less for these guys. 
Yeah, no, it's never easy, man. All right, I'm going to bring it back to Sequoia again because they seem to be a recurring theme on this uh, on this podcast. Uh, how deep of a run are these guys going to go, and what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, these guys, they've got a tough matchup this week, but these guys can, you know, they're playing really good football, and this team has just continued to to impress. And Sequoia's lost one game since the start of September, and one game, and it was just to Rome. So they have they have just continued to get better. better. Yeah, Rome's not exactly a pushover either, so. No, no, and, you know, whether it's the offense with with Colby Martin, Ian, Mar- Ian Mariah, Jackson Hancock, and that offensive line, you know, it just – it's just cool to see that wing T offense really being effective at this stage in the year. And part of what makes these guys so dangerous is they just don't turn the ball over either. You know, their their defense creates turnovers and the offense punishes teams when they do turn it over with, with slow, methodical drives that more often mm-hmm. than not, those drives end in the end zone and making it even more dangerous. Players like Jackson Hancock and and Mariah and others, you know, get you those quick strike plays too, those 50, 60, 70 yard touchdowns that can mm-hmm. break wide open and are especially valuable here in the playoffs when you know anything can happen you know one big play can change the outcome of the game so i'm gonna find it really hard to to pick against these guys right now regardless of who they're playing and i i know we're about to talk to the or we'll talk about the the round two matchup here in a few minutes as well okay another story i wanted to touch on with you it's uh reinhardt they are in the naia playoffs uh you want to talk about this for a little bit yeah, well, we got to see the the NAIA selection show it was yesterday, and and Reinhardt, after winning the Appalachian Athletic Conference with an undefeated record, got its matchup with St. Thomas, uh, a South Florida program, and Reinhardt moved up to number eighteen in the top twenty five rankings after destroying Bluefield seventy to twenty seven on Saturday. The Eagles you know, finished the the regular season with an eight and two record and six and zero conference mark after starting a one and two in, in the non conference schedule and. After sorting through some turnovers and some personnel issues, you know, the offense really took on a new life midseason. And Reinhardt finished the regular season averaging 443.7 yards per game for 41.6 points. And while playing that usual brand of lockdown defense that, that allowed just 15.9 points per game. So this team has been a fixture in the national playoff landscape the last few years. And now they're playing a, you know another really good offense in St. Thomas, which scored mm-hmm. 84 points in a shutout last week, which is really impressive yeah so, so they're gonna have their hands full yeah and st thomas finished the the regular season ranked number 15 in the country so it's it's a relatively even matchup one that i think reinhardt can win all right so let's get back to this week's games sequoia is at douglas county sequoia is the only team left in the county you know what what challenges do you see for sequoia in this matchup and you know what do they need to do to secure a win yeah, well, Douglas County is a much better team than Alpharetta, who the Chiefs played in round one last week. And the Tigers have not lost a game this season, finishing 11-0 and and 7-0 and in Region 5-6A. And they're scoring over 40 points per game this season. So Sequoia needs to play solid defense again this week on the road. And uh, Douglas County's quarterback, you know, senior sire Hardaway over there is 2,200 yards passing and 19 touchdowns. He doesn't turn the ball over, just four interceptions. So you know, they've got three guys over 500 yards rushing and you know, have 2,878 yards through 11 games, which is really, really good. And for Sequoia, the, the formula is simple. Just do what it does best. You know, slow down the game, control the ball, and, and strike when the opportunity presents itself, which it's shown that it can do. And going on the road in a much tougher environment. But this this team is built for playoff football and, and to beat good teams when it does get there. And last on the list, uh, Cherokee Christian is at Skipstone Academy. Uh, you want to take me through this one? 
you know, another Cherokee County team in the state tournament, Cherokee Christian is, is playing for the chance to go to the state championship for a fifth consecutive year. And they, they won the title last season. They went seven and three this year with an undefeated record in region play. And Cherokee Christian is actually on its third string quarterback, Javen Meter, after losing one quarterback in the preseason and another in game three of this year. And they, they put together another great season still and are now one win away from the title game. And Skipstone is a, a tough team to have here, though. It, it went six and three this year with a two and one record in league play. And it's it's really physical team. This is going to be a really physical game you know, against two teams that will not back down. And they've seen each other a lot. And Cherokee Christian actually won the state title last year on Skipstone's field. So with this game being uh, at, at Cherokee Christian's home field, you know, there's there's some added intrigue to this one as well. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you know, it seems like they might want some revenge maybe from last year. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, Griffin, that's great stuff. Going to wrap up the first segment. We have an interview you did on the other side of this break. You caught up with head coach from Sequoia, James Teeter. And we'll hear that interview on the other side of this break. I'm Keith Ippolito with the BGI Group. He's Griffin Callahan, sports writer, Cherokee Tribune Ledger podcast. And we will see you on the other side of this break. If you need legal representation, hire a firm that will fight for you. The Heller Law Firm is a trusted choice for legal representation. With extensive experience, awards, and high ratings, they have a proven track record in handling challenging cases. They understand the local legal system, setting proper expectations and developing effective strategies. The firm is also committed to community support. For a fighter on your side, contact the Hiller Law Firm at 770-345-1130. That's 770-345-1130. Or visit jeffhellerlaw.com. Give them Heller. When a loved one passes and the emotion and grief sets in, Darby Funeral Home is more than there for you. What they'll do next is design you a healing experience. Their peaceful and intimate setting becomes a place where people find closure, renewal, and togetherness. Since 1961, Darby Funeral Home in Canton has been creating this experience of healing. Get in touch with them at 770-479-2193 and let them arrange your personal service. That's 770-479-2193 or darbyfuneralhome.com. This is Griffin Callahan with the Cherokee Tribune, and I got to speak with Sequoia coach James Teeter ahead of his team's round two matchup against Douglas County on Friday. Yeah, so uh, you, know, you mentioned the other night that the guys were a little tight at the beginning of the last game. How do you think you can work to avoid that this time around? I just think it was just, just the thought of the first playoff game and everything at home. And so I think we'll be fine. This session has been through a week. I think everything will be fine. And with Douglas County as an undefeated team, is this going to be the toughest team you've seen so far? Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean they're up there with the Reagan Gaps and the Rums and those guys. I mean, they're very athletic. Just got ears everywhere. So, yeah, it'll be man, a little work cut out for us. With their quarterback, you know, Hardaway, what's the, the keys to limiting him and, and slowing that offense down? Just got to keep him off the field. I mean, it, it's the same plan for us. It's been for any of these teams like this we faced. We got to find a way to keep their offense off the field. That slows it down. It limits his chances. And then, and then when they do have it, we just got to be able to play good defense and keep everybody in front of us and don't give up the big plays. Being eliminated the big play, you still give yourself a chance. After winning, you know, the way you did in round one by double digits, how far does that go in helping the guys believe that they belong here and can compete on this level? I think it goes a long way. Um, I think it helps a bunch. Yeah, just, their confidence level probably went up a lot. 
but they know and we kind of bring them back to reality a little bit here this morning that we still have to work and that game really doesn't affect this upcoming game it has nothing to do with it so you're back to square one and you got to work and make sure your plan is in place and everybody understands what they're doing Hey, remember the Cash for Clunkers program? Well, through November, as furnace season kicks into overdrive, Daco Systems is bringing it back. If your furnace or AC is well-seasoned, this is the deal for you. If your old unit is 10 to 15 years old, get up to $250 cash. 16 to 20 years old, get up to $500 cash. 21 to 25 years old, get up to $750 cash. And if your old unit is 26 plus years old, you'll get up to $1,000 cash when you purchase a new furnace or AC unit. Call 770-209-2261 for more info or visit dacosystems.com. It's cash for clunkers, and Daco Systems is bringing it back. Get peace of mind and save big throughout November. Daco Systems, your premier train comfort specialist. All right, thanks for listening to another uh, week of Cherokee Football Friday. I'm Keith Ippolito. That's Griffin Callahan from the Cherokee Tribune Ledger, and we will see you next week. See you later, Griffin. Have a good week, brother. Thanks, you too. You've been listening to Cherokee Football Friday, a presentation of the Cherokee Tribune-Ledger and the BG Ad Group.